From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Some 37 million people in the United States have chronic kidney disease, and for those with end-stage renal disease, the only two treatment options are dialysis or kidney transplantation. Today in the HealthLink on Air studio, we have with us Dr. Mark Loftavi. He's a professor of surgery and the interim chief of transplant services at Upstate University Hospital, where kidney and pancreas transplants are done. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Loftavi. Thank you for having me. Now, there was a recent study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association that said there's 93,000 Americans on the waiting list for a kidney transplant and that 3,500 donated kidneys are discarded every year. So what's going on with discarding organs when there's such a shortage? Absolutely. There is a, a big shortage for organ, and every year uh, 2,700 people die in this country waiting for an organ transplant. Uh, we try to take the best organs for transplant, but sure. they are most of the time not available. Now, so, doesn't the transplant have to match the recipient? No, you know, this matching concept that we use to uh, put a lot of money on it uh, has paled. And now with the new technique and with the new... Uh, treatment that we have, matching is not really an important issue in transplant. Oh. So the major uh, um, cause of discard is because this organ are damaged or high risk for transplant. Um, normally, a lot of these patients that die, they have some disease, and that disease impacted on their kidneys or their liver, or their heart, or their lungs. Um, there are some strategies that we can take some time to use this kind of high-risk, what we call them, for transplant. And we do it here at Upstate, uh, such as using, for example, very young donors. The youngest we did was two months old here. The kidney are extremely small, but they grow. And actually, the patient who received it about two months ago, now uh, she has the best um, kidney function. Also, we can use dual transplant from older patients. So let's say if in a healthy person you have 100% function, but I take one kidney, so indeed I am giving you 50% of that healthy mass. Now, if I have a kidney that not optimal, but has 60%, uh, function, and I split it, then you get 30%. But if I use both kidneys in you, then you get 60% of kidney mass. Mm. That indeed better than a single kidney. We have a good data here shows at uh, one year and five years and even seven years graph survival of this kind of kidney that we use with our comparable to the uh, regular kidney we use. Interesting. So in ideal circumstances, if you could pick and choose like the best kidney for someone who needs a kidney transplant, it would come from a young donor, um, someone who has no disease, right? It would be a healthy kidney. The best kidneys are the living donor. So because that person we check and they are completely healthy, have no disease, and this kidney won't stay in the ice. Uh, for a long time. 
So we do it simultaneously at the same time. We take the kidney and within half an hour that kidney is inside the recipient. I always compare it to a brand new car and used car. So if you um, have a living donors, it's like you have a brand new car. And the deceased donors, it's like used car. So the new car we expect to work better and longer and compared to the used cars. Um, also, the immunosuppression that we use in the living donor is much less because, as, as I said, there is no cold ischemia time that make the kidney for higher risk for rejection. So if you take from a living donor, the kidney doesn't get put, as they say, on ice right. or, or preserved to, to take it to wherever. You're going from one operating room to the one next door. That's correct. And sometimes uh, we bring organs from far away. Uh, last week I brought a kidney from Seattle. Uh, and that sometimes stay in the preservation solution inside the ice uh, for 24, 30, sometimes in 40 hours. So uh, the best outcome is when the kidney is less than 24 hours. But when we go higher than 24 hours, um, the clock is ticking faster. So uh, the earlier we can use those organs, the better. Are there reasons for a kidney to be discarded? That it, is there a, kidney, a deceased donor kidney that could not be used? Yes. As I said, before we take the organ out of the body, we are not sure if this organ is the best. So we look to the biopsy, for example. We now put them on a pump. We evaluate the kidney uh, more diligently before we use them and uh, some of the kidney we brought here we did not use. But uh, we are an aggressive center at Upstate. Uh, we're trying to bring any organs and look at it carefully, and we gather these skills that we can make this high-risk organ work and work very well. Uh, the kidney that was uh, brought last week uh, from Seattle working perfectly. And patient going home today uh, he, this actually, this patient was refused by other centers because he was considered also to be a high risk. But I think our team has gathered a lot of knowledge in the immunology and in the transplant uh, surgery. And, you know, it's a, it's a team effort that we all have to put. I believe if you optimize other factors, you may be able to use this kind of organs. But these organs don't have a lot of margin of error. Now, if you get 20 years old, good kidney, I would say to, as a joke, you can step on them and they're still working. But this kind of high-risk organs, they don't have that ability to stand a lot of hits. So uh, a little bit cold, a little bit warm, uh, long surgery, all these things, they may not work. But if you optimize other factors, and you only have one factor that it is the organ high risk, in most of the case, you may make it well. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Upstate transplant surgeon, Dr. Mark Laftabi. So let's compare, because people with chronic kidney disease, if they're in, in stage, um, the treatment options, dialysis versus kidney transplant. And dialysis 
is that a, a daily obligation for some patients? Mostly three times a week. Okay. But just to uh, say that, you know, the kidney are the filter of the body, and we, uh, due to metabolism, we accumulate toxin in our body. And this toxin need to be uh, removed by we, we urinate those toxin. So when you don't have that filter that works 24-7, this toxin will accumulate. Even when you go to dialysis, we remove a big portion of it, but when the machine stops, they start to accumulate again. And the life on dialysis is uh, not an uh, agreeable life. The quality is very low, as well as longevity of that life would not be too long. If you are diabetic and you have kidney failure on dialysis, there is 19.7% mortality rate per year. So people may not make it, a lot of them may not make it five or six years. Kidney transplant, in contrary, offer a much better quality of life as well as longer life. The uh, cardiovascular event com uh, comparing transplant to dialysis is enormously better. And mortality rate is much better. So uh, certainly kidney transplant is much superior in regard to survival and the quality of life compared to dialysis because these people also bonded to the dialysis machine. They cannot travel uh, that day of, uh, they lose whole day, they lose the whole day for dialysis. And uh, when they get out of the machine, they are tired. Some of them, they have low blood pressure uh, no appetite, and if they want to go see their children or their family in Florida, they have to manage with the dialysis center down there, and that period maybe there is no ability to go get dialyzed there. So there's a lot of hassles. In contrary, when you have a kidney transplant, you put your pills in your pocket, you can travel around the world with no need to uh, be bonded to anything whatsoever. And those uh, and many of these uh, damages caused by uremia, which is, exists during dialysis that impact on your nerves, on your bones, on your bowel, everywhere, will be completely removed. You will have a normal life and the kidney mostly work like a normal person. So the idea of a transplant becomes appealing. To, to someone who can have the surgery. Now, the surger, surgical techniques have changed, too. Are, are the transplants done differently today than they were in years past? Absolutely. We have gained a lot of experience, of course. You know, in the early days, uh, there was not a lot of uh, experience. Um, I have done more than 1,500 kidney transplants in my life. And every day I learn something. So the more we get experience, the better we perform. Um, sometimes you have you don't have a regular normal person. The vessels are very hard. They have severe arteriosclerosis. Sometimes it's actually you need a drill to make a hole there. So uh, those are very um, high risk patient for complications. But there are ways, technique that we can use. We can uh, do a lot of different way to make it happen. So a person who needs a kidney transplant, um, ideally or hopefully, would find someone who would be a living donor that's a healthy person that, w that has a, a kidney that would 
be able to be donated to them, right? Absolutely. Just to uh, say that uh, if you are healthy and you donate one of your kidney, uh, there should no more damage to your general health. Uh, people who were born with one kidney, they do very well and live a normal life. When we checked on donors that donated a kidney 30, 40 years ago, they actually they do better than the general population. Why? Because we don't check the whole general population for health. Therefore, uh, if I am healthy, and uh, we, we actually do a very extensive test of these donors, and we can calculate the risk, actually, uh, for their, uh, the risk for graft loss or kidney uh, function. And we can tell you, based on your age and your, uh, any condition you have, what is your risk to develop kidney failure in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years? Uh, therefore, there should nobody to hesitate to save a life of their beloved person. Just some people fear that maybe by donating one of my kidney, I will go to kidney failure too, which is not true. And second, just some people don't understand uh, who going to pay for all their surgery and any complication of that uh, donation is the recipient insurance. The insurance will cover all the cost for the donor surgery and any complication that even three, four, five years later develop because of the donation. So the recipient's insurance covers the donor's right. health-related costs. Right. So the donor would not have anything out of pocket regarding that uh, procedure or the treatment if he develop any problem or complication after donation. But if a living donor is not available for someone in need of a kidney, deceased donors, I mean, that's still happening. Yes, but keep in mind that uh, we don't have control of how many deceased sure. donors we have next year or in six months. And people may wait for three, five, six, sometimes 10 years. A, we don't know in 10 years or five years what, what their health will be. They may be actually too sick to be transplanted. This is one. And then uh, certainly the more you stay on dialysis, there is more damage to your body. The statistic shows that if you are only six months on dialysis compared to those who have been more than two years on dialysis, the outcome of kidney transplant was much better on those who have a shorter dialysis time compared to those who have a longer dialysis time. And that's because dialysis and kidney failure will damage their body regardless. Every day there is a damage. And the earliest they can get transplanted, the better. Much, much better. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for this information. My guest has been Upstate Transplant Surgeon Dr. Mark Loftavi. He's the Chief of Transplant Services here at Upstate University Hospital. And the phone number for Upstate Transplant Services is 315-464-5413 for more information about uh, donor, living donor transplants. And we will also have a link to that on the healthlinkonair.org website. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.